All right. Now, the rest of us, uh, why don't we grab our Bibles? How many of you have a Bible with you here today? Good. Good. How many of you have it on your device? Uh, how many just trust the pastor that he'll just say whatever he needs? Okay, good. Wow. Wow. All right. Good thing I'm not one of those guys. Um, well, what I thought we would do today is take a look at, uh, since it's Baptism Sunday, I thought it'd be good for us to take a look at what water baptism is all about. Now, we have three so far that uh, desire to be baptized in water, and I say so far because maybe God's been dealing with you, and if you would like to be a part of, uh, of this, and, and you might think I'm joking, but we have often had people just say, you know what, I'm going to be baptized too. And they make their way down and, and we, we baptize them. And it's pretty cool. And we'll find a towel for you, no problem. And uh, we got t-shirts laying around. And Tony, and, and Tony, I'm sure we got other clothes we can hook you up with. So yeah, yeah. So don't you worry about that. So if God's leading you that way, let's, uh, yeah, let's go for it. But what I thought would be really great for us to do today is to uh, take a look at this whole subject on water baptism. I've been around the church for a long time, and I know that there are a lot of different uh, teachings and beliefs about baptism uh, and, and a lot of different philosophies on it. What I want to do, let, let's just take a look and see what the Bible has to say about what we're going to witness here today, what baptism is all about and what baptism really is. And I think this will be healthy for every single one of us. Maybe you're a veteran Christian, and you think, oh, I know all that. No, no, let's just have a, let's have a clean slate for all of us because I think, I think God can show us a lot of truths here, whether you've been baptized or not, whether you're about to be baptized or whatever the case might be. I think God can show us quite a bit here. So I think this will be beneficial for all of us. And so we are going to start in the book of Matthew chapter 28. So turn or click there, Matthew chapter 28. We're going to look at verses 19 and 20. And then after that, I'm going to jump to a scripture in the book of Romans. Okay, so Matthew chapter 28, it's the last chapter in the book of Matthew, the last two verses in the book of Matthew. And here's the setting. Jesus is giving what is often called the Great Commission. And what he is doing, is, these are kind of Jesus' last words to the disciples before he ascends to heaven. Okay? And I'd like for us to take a look at this together. Now, if you're able to, would you uh, be able to stand with me for the reading of God's word as we check this out together? All right, if you're there, say amen. amen. All right, we all awake? We doing good? Oh, that was a glowing endorsement. Okay, all right, I'll work for it. Here we go. Matthew 28, starting verse 19. Here we go. Jesus says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. 
And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, let's jump to the book of Romans. Okay, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 3. And we're going to go to verse 4. Okay, Romans chapter 6. Starting in verse 3 and going to verse 4. And again, I'll have all my scriptures on the screen for you today as well. Paul says this to the church in Rome. He says, or Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life. So let's pray. God, I pray that uh, on this really big day for some of our church family here today, God, that you would uh, make this very special to them. And as we look at your word to see what uh, your word has to say about what we're going to experience today, I pray that it would come alive in our lives Come alive in our hearts. Speak to all of us today, no matter where we are in our spiritual journey. And God, I'll thank you for what you do. And it's in your precious name that we say this. And we all said, amen. 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 You may be seated. You may be seated. Baptism. Now, I've seen a lot of people with a lot of different feelings about baptism There's a lot of different uh, churches that do baptism their way. Uh, How many of you were baptized in a creek? I always hear those stories when we have baptism. So let's see your hands. In some creek or some uh, swamp somewhere, your story always gets your your story always gets better. Surrounded by piranha, and and you were (laughs) baptized there. God kept the piranha away. Okay. So some of you, that was your experience. Okay. How many of you, there was a uh, baptismal tank at your church and you got baptized? That's me. Okay. That's a lot of us. Okay. Um, Some of you, uh, maybe you're baptized in a different way. Um, We have a kind of a progressive form of a uh, baptism tank. And... uh, And when y'all are gone, I'm turning on the bubbles, and I'm watching golf on the big screen. And you don't want to be around when that takes place, trust me. (laughs) That's why we have it at a minimum. Um, But yeah, for our purposes, uh, we have have this tank that we use when it's time to have baptism service. And so the location, that's nothing to really get hung up on. Uh, But at the same time, I think we can get so uh, caught up in tradition when it comes to baptism, we kind of lose the meaning of what's taking place here uh, today. And I want it to be a reminder or maybe just a learning experience for all of us here. And I think that'd be healthy. So here's the question I want to answer, okay? What is the purpose and what's the meaning of baptism? And I'm going to break this down in just three points here today. And then we're going to baptize those that want to be baptized here today. So what's the purpose of this? What's the meaning of this? Why do we have to to go through this? Why why, why do we even have this? 
Well, let's, let's break this down. First of all, number one, baptism symbolizes our faith. It symbolizes our faith. There is a symbol, uh, there is some uh, things that take place while we go into the water and come out of the water that are very significant about why we, uh, why we do this. But before I get into that, I want to identify what baptism is not. Okay? Because there's a lot, there, there, there's a lot of feelings out there as to what baptism is. So let's start number one. Baptism is not salvation. Okay? So in, in other words, the three that are going into the tank are, are not hell-bound before they get wet and then going to heaven now that they're wet. Uh, that's, not, that's not the case, okay? No matter what your opinion is. Uh, that, that's, that's not the case. Um, and, and there is some bad teaching out there that would suggest that uh, the only way for you to be saved, uh, the only way for you to go to heaven is to be baptized in water. Well, that, that's, that's not the case. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, you will be saved. Now, does anybody see the word baptism in that verse? Or baptized, or wet, or water, or jacuzzi? No. Uh, so, baptism does not play a role as far as whether or not a person is born again or going to heaven or not. Now again, there are some that believe that. I just can't find that in the scripture. So if you know me, I will get my doctrine from the Bible. How many of you know your, your Bible is a good place to get your doctrine? Not Facebook. Oh, for the love of Pete, not YouTube, uh, just it, Scripture, okay? So I can't find anywhere in Scripture that says, hey, you, if you want to go to heaven, you've you got to be baptized, because if so, then Jesus has some apologizing to do to the thief on the cross, uh, because if you remember, while Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked to his side and looked at the thief that recognized Jesus as being all that he had said he was. And he said to the thief hanging there, today you will be with me in paradise. So we know that baptism is not salvation. Okay. Secondly, we know that baptism is not identification with the church. Okay. So in other words... You don't become a member of Bethel Church because I baptize you. Um, now, we, we'd like for our members to be baptized, but coming out of the water, it's just like, yeah, now I'm a part of Bethel Church. I, I will tell you that the three that we had, we, we actually had four, but uh, one has car trouble, and they're out of state, and they can't even be here, so I'm really bummed about that. But... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll catch her next time. But the three that are here, they, they're already part of the Bethel Church family. 
Okay? So, getting baptized, nowhere in Scripture do we see that anybody became a part of Jerusalem Assembly of God because they were baptized in water. Okay? Okay? Nor, nor is baptism a mere ritual. It's a lot more than that. Uh, baptism is way more than, a, than just some uh, religious thing that we do, like uh, the announcements, uh, <laughs> how religious the announcements are. Uh, <clears throat> or or, uh, or it, it, It's one of the sacraments, but it's not just a ritual. There, there's something more to it than that. But rather than just camping out on what baptism is not, let's look at our first verse again. Matthew 28, verse 19. Now Jesus gave this instruction. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And then he included this with that word disciple. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead and look at verse 20 again. And teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Now, Jesus is not just trying to give some famous last words here. He's actually giving a command to his disciples to go out and now fulfill his mission that he died for. His, full, uh, his mission that he saw a world that desperately needed Jesus, and they were the first messengers of what he had done on the cross and had risen from the dead. And so he specifically says, okay, guys, here's what I wanted you to do. Make disciples, baptizing them. Make disciples, baptizing them. They go together. They go together. See, let me show you what baptism is. Baptism is an act of obedience. It's an act of obedience. It is all over the New Testament that once a person repents and gives their life to Jesus Christ, what should follow that then is getting baptized in water. It's also a very important part of our spiritual growth. This is actually part of our discipleship. Uh, I'm so thrilled to bring in a new staff member in a month, uh, Nicole Shaffey. Some of you uh, know who she is. And uh, uh, she'll be joining us in her specific area of ministry here at the church will be that of discipleship. Helping all of us, all of us, get closer to Jesus from where we currently are to being disciples. And why is that important? Because Jesus said, Jesus did not say, go make new converts. He didn't say that. He said, go make disciples. There's a difference. There's a difference. And part of our discipleship, part of our growth in Jesus, part of our maturity in growing as a Christian is this. It's being baptized and water. It's an important part of our spiritual growth. And what it really is, it's almost an illustrated sermon. It's a dramatic 
portrayal. I love the dramatic. I mean, not, not like your drama, but, but I love, I love like illustrations. And, and, and there's no better illustration of the work of Jesus Christ in all of us than baptism. The Greek word for baptize is baptismo. It literally means to immerse. So, I, some, some sprinkle, okay? Uh, but we, we dunk you. Okay. And, uh, boy, that was so spiritual, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and again, thankfully, I'm, I'm batting a thousand. Never dropped one yet, so this is pretty cool. Uh, but here, here's literally what happens, okay? We're talking about the symbolizing your faith. Symbolically, what happens, the person goes under the water. It represents their death to sin. Just like Jesus died and was buried in the tomb. When that person comes out of the water, so they're totally immersed. When they come out of the water, that represents the new life that they have in Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus rose from the dead and obviously experienced new life that way. Well, you know what baptism is? It's an outward testimony of what God has done inward in your life. It's an outward illustration of how when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I died to sin. I was lost. The Bible says all of us were lost and we fell short of the glory of God and the wages that we deserve for that for that sin was death. And that's where Jesus stepped in and said, no, no. I will take the punishment for them on the cross so that they don't have to go through that. And so Jesus came in my place and he took the cross for me. He took the punishment for me. The wages of sin might be death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And what this shows is that when I come out of the water, I have received already that gift of life that comes from Christ. You know, you might be watching this here today and you've never made that decision to serve Jesus Christ. I could tell you there'd be no greater day for you to make a decision to make the Lord Jesus, the Lord of your life, and the Savior of your soul. Does that mean that you're perfect? <laughs> no. The people that are getting baptized, are they perfect? No. No. The person baptizing them, is he perfect? Yes. <laughs> no. No. I just want to see if you're listening. Uh, no, man, we are all flawed human beings. We're all sinful people, and the grace of God is what saves us. We sang about the grace of God earlier. And so nobody is saying that they're perfect. Nobody's saying that they got it all together yet. All we know is that once I was lost, but now I'm found. And I want to represent that to everybody who's watching. Baptism is actually very much meant to be a public thing, just like we're doing here today. It's really your first act of witnessing as a believer in Jesus is showing them that 
Jesus has done something in my life. So, baptism, it's symbolic of our faith. Secondly today, baptism does what I call it, signifies our faith. And there's something very, very important I want to bring out in verse 19 of Matthew 28 again. Again, Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Now, look at the wording that Jesus uses. And this is very important. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, in case any of you maybe have been taught otherwise, Jesus did not change his mind a few weeks later and come up with a new formula. It's Jesus' intent for us to be baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you why that's important. Because it's not just a script that God wants us to read. It's not just something that God wants us to recite when a person gets baptized. I want to show you why that's really, really important. First of all, as far as God the Father, there is no life without God the Father. And so God the Father should be very much a part of water baptism. So when we say, I'm baptizing you, first of all, in the name of the Father, what we're saying is that we depend on the life that God the Father gives us. Paul said this in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 28. He says, in him we live and move and have our being. Look at that verse again. In him, God, we live and we move and we have our being. When we're baptized in the name of the Father, we are saying that my source of life, my source of energy, if you will, what, what keeps me going, what moves me, is through God the Father in my life. And that is liberating because it's not something you got to conjure up every single day. You don't have to work yourself up in some spiritual lather in order to make it through the day. What is beautiful about a relationship with God is that God is the one that gives us life. It's in Him that we live. God is the one that helps us to move and get through our day. Some of you, maybe you're dreading tomorrow. God the Father is the one that helps you to move throughout your day. Some of you, maybe you don't even want to exist anymore. But it's in Him that we have our being. So we baptize, first of all, in the name of the Father. And this is important because there is no life without God the Father. And secondly, there's no salvation without God the Son. I'll baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Son is our source of salvation. I quoted this, this, uh, this verse earlier already today, kind of jumped ahead. But Romans 6.23 says, The wages or what we deserve for our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in whom? In Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, when a person comes out of the water, they are now, depending on the life that God gives them, but they have also received salvation. They are saved from their sin, not because our good works outweigh 
are bad ones. Not because we're a pretty good person. Not because we're at least better than that guy. Uh, Not at all. But we have salvation because we've asked Jesus Christ, who took it all, who took the the payment of our sin upon himself. And now we accept that gift and say, Jesus, thank you for your salvation. There's no life without God the Father, but there's no salvation without God the Son. I've used this illustration before, but uh, think of it this way. Every single one of us were, had such a heavy sin debt that the only choice was death. We just could not repay the debt of sin that each of us has. That's how, that's how powerful sin is. Then Jesus took the payment that I deserved. When Jesus hung on the cross, we just got done celebrating Good Friday and, and Easter Sunday. When Jesus hung on the cross, the English translations will say that he, he uttered the words, it is finished. Literally, he uttered a, a business term called tetelestai. Now, in English, we try to translate that as it is finished, but what it literally means, it, it's a business term that if somebody finally paid off a debt, the debtor would take the receipt and write down or stamp tetelestai, which literally meant the debt is paid in full. Now think of that. As Jesus hung on the cross, he said, the debt is paid in full. Our responsibility is to receive that gift. Aren't you glad for the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? And I don't know who might this, this might be for, but please don't let the gift of salvation just linger somewhere with you never really accepting it or living it. I drive my son absolutely crazy because yeah, <laughs> I'm not done yet. Because I have a collection of unused gift cards that I'm just waiting for the right moment to cash those in. Now, some of these, some of these have been around a while, okay? Just so you know, I have a Blockbuster one. No, I'm kidding. I don't have that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Send that to Smithsonian. Uh, but, and I can't, <laughs> I even keep them in a special envelope uh, in, in a secret place. And, and, and uh, it is just so, I'm just so weird. And, and, and I could cash those in anytime and get my free this and my free meal and, and, and that, my free round of golf, blah, blah, blah. And, and I just, sometimes I even forget I have them. Until my son reminds me. But you know what? Some of us, 
maybe we've treated salvation the same way, kind of like an unused gift card. That we will cash it in, maybe when I'm like dying. Or when I live my life first, whatever that means. And, and you know what? It's not my son reminding you. It's really not this preacher that's reminding you. But, but it's the voice of the Holy Spirit that will remind you. You know what? Re- receive that, what I've already paid for you. Receive that gift. And implement that into your life. There, there's no salvation without God the Son. There's no life without God the Father. And, and, and there is no power without God the Holy Spirit. Pastor, I don't know if I could be a really good Christian. I'm just going to tell you right now, you on your own, no. You, you cannot. You cannot be a successful Christian on your own. You might get a few things right here or there, but listen to me. The way that we get this right the way that we get this right in our relationship with Jesus is that we rely on the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. You know, Romans chapter 8 says something that I really like, and I just took half of the verse. Romans eight twenty six says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. You realize that some days you're not going to get it right as a Christian. You probably know that. You maybe messed that up on the way to church today. But that's when the Spirit comes in and helps you with your weaknesses. That's when the Holy Spirit comes and helps you with your shortcomings. There is power that comes with the Holy Spirit. And that's why, that's why when we baptize, we do what Jesus told us to do. We baptize people in the name of the Father because in Him there is life. We baptize in the name of the Son because in Him there is salvation. And we baptize in the name of the Holy Spirit because in Him there's power for us to get through this thing and to do this right. And that's significant. And I'm going to close with this. Jonathan, if you can get our boys that need to be baptized from the back. Baptism also shows our faith. Baptism shows our faith. It's a a sermon. Better than I could ever preach of what God's done in our life. Let's go back to that scripture in the book of Romans. It says... Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too now have new life. What's baptism? What's it show? Baptism is the beginning of your witness to a lost world. Every single person who will be baptized is declaring to all that are watching, I'm a child of God. And I'm going to try to get this right. I'm going to try to live for him. Through the Holy Spirit's power, I'm going, to, I'm going to live for him. And trust me, 
every single one of us, we've still got things that we need to work through. <laughs> That's part of the process between now and when we get to heaven. Some of us, God's got to chip away at some rough edges. Some of us got more rough edges than others. Some of us are like a cactus, rough edges. And then others of us, we think we're doing good, and then it's just like, ah, you know what, your attitude. It's, oh, I know. And it's all part of the process. It's all part of the process. And, and, and that's what baptism does. Ba- baptism is the beginning of your witness to a world that desperately needs Jesus. And finally, baptism is a testimony of what God's done in your life. It's a powerful story. It's a powerful story of the grace and the power of God. If our, uh, let's see, Amanda, if you can come on over here and we'll bring, Tiger, can you bring the boys over here too? That'd be great. I would be, I'd be totally remiss if I did not give anybody in here who needs to make a decision for Christ that opportunity. Uh, this, This symbolizes the power of God. This symbolizes the grace of God. This symbolizes the work of God. And I want to extend that opportunity to you. If you need Jesus as your Savior today, I want to give you that opportunity. Could we bow our heads, please, and close our eyes? No one looking around. You find yourself in this place and you'll say, you know what, Pastor Phil? I'm not in a right place with Jesus today. And friend, understand, if you feel that tugging on your heart, that is God really trying to get your attention because he loves you so much. And you'll say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need him to be my savior. I need to make him my Lord. If that is you today, I will not embarrass you, I promise, but I want to pray for you. And if that is your situation, if that is your desire today is to give your life completely to Jesus, I wonder if you might indicate that to me just simply by raising your hand and putting it right back down. I want to pray for you today. Is there anyone here? I want to give my life completely to Jesus Christ. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. I want to give my life completely to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray a prayer. And then we're going to have our baptisms and we'll let you go. And uh, I wonder if you might repeat this prayer with me today. Can we do that? Let's do this. Dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me and for dying for me. I ask you, come into my life. Become my Lord and my Savior. I confess all my sin. To you, and I ask you, come into my life and help me to live for you every day. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Can we give the Lord praise?